Hi everybody, welcome into a brand new episode of Locked On Nittany Lions, your Penn State podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today is Friday, June 12th, 2020, and today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. I'm your host, Kevin McGuire. Happy to be with you here as always. And I want to invite you and encourage you to make sure you are subscribed to our podcast so you never miss a single episode when they go live. We are on all the major podcasting platforms such as iTunes and Spotify, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, you name it, we're on it. And of course, if you are subscribed, we hope that you'll take a minute and leave a rating and leave a review. Let us know how we're doing. And it does help with our growth of the show moving forward. So we really appreciate any support you guys will lend us. Coming up in today's episode, we've got a couple Penn State players that have received some preseason accolades. We'll highlight that real quick. We also are going to take a look back at some of the top plays in Penn State history and some of the top plays that come to your mind. I've got a few that came to my mind when I came up with the idea of this topic, and I want to share them with you, and I want to get your feedback as well. I want to get your top plays moving forward. We also will take a look at the latest national championship odds that have been released by one of the sports books that are out there, and... The PlayStation 5 has been revealed. I've got some quick thoughts on that at the end of this episode. In addition to making some fun- Facebook.com slash locked on Nittany. And don't forget about our Instagram account at Instagram.com slash locked on Nittany. And yes, we've got the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash locked on Nittany probably going live Saturday night, so keep an eye out for that. Without any further ado, let's go ahead and get today's episode underway. Real quick before I get to a couple of quick news and notes, I want to thank you guys so much for checking out the special roundtable discussion that was posted across the Locked On Podcast Network yesterday on all of our shows, focusing on the Black Lives Matter movement. It was a really special and powerful uh, roundtable discussion featuring a handful of selected uh, hosts from across the network doing various shows. And for me, it was really cool to listen to their perspectives. And that's what it's all about. We're here to listen to everybody's opinion and background and their insight and really get a genuine appreciation for what this Black Lives Matter movement is all about. So if you didn't get a chance to listen to it yet, go back into our archives and you really you can find it on any show right now because we posted it across the network on all of our shows. But if you go and check out Thursday's podcast, I do think you'll enjoy what you have to hear. So uh, in addition to that, I was also part of a uh, project that my friend Kyle Kensing was putting together on his podcast and his blog, uh, The Open Man. So if you get a chance to go and listen to that, you'll get a chance to hear me talk about how I got into college football, as well as a handful of others uh, from around the college football blogosphere. And that is really cool to listen to as well. You get some really good background information, uh, Obviously, everyone comes into following college football in a different way. I got a chance to tell my story, and I want to hear what some of the others had to say. So I didn't get a chance to listen to the full podcast yet. I have it downloaded. It's in my archives, or it's in my iTunes for right now. I'm going to listen to it uh, very soon. But I do want to encourage you to go check that out as well on theopenman.com. All right, so quick news and notes for Penn State football before today's episode as we get this Football Friday starting. We're going to start to get into a Football Friday routine as we move a little bit closer to the start of the season. But I just want to make a quick note that on yesterday, Thursday, the Penn State uh, 
of Nittany Lions had two players named to the Walter Camp Foundation preseason All-American team. No real surprise here. Michael Parsons and Pat Fryermuth have both been named to the preseason uh, All-American team by the Walter Camp Foundation. Uh, as I said the other day in the podcast when we were talking about Micah Parsons, expect to hear his name on a lot of watch lists coming up, especially for those defensive awards and these preseason All-American teams. Obviously, with all the accolades he received last year the last, and all the attention he received, uh, he's certainly in a spotlight. And you're going to see his name thrown out there with a lot of national uh, watch list awards and all that good stuff right now. Pat Firemuth, of course, is one of the top tight ends in the country. So, uh, you know, you're going to hear his name as well. Uh, maybe not quite as much as Michael Parsons, but I do think that, you know, this is the time of year when you're going to start seeing those names as we go into preseason mode a little bit more and more. Uh, really cool stuff coming up for those two individuals. And, of course, if you have uh, a, a star player like that on the defensive side and a star player like that on the offensive side, and there are other complementary pieces of part of your roster, Penn State should be in a pretty good situation moving ahead into the upcoming season. Elsewhere, uh, former now, now former Nittany Lion, Damian Barber, a former uh, defensive tackle, four-star recruit, he has officially announced where he will be heading as a transfer. Uh, it was a little more than a week ago when he announced that he was entering the transfer portal, and he is going to continue playing college football for an FCS program, Austin P. Uh, this allows him to be immediately eligible for the upcoming football season. And I think that uh, he's certainly going to have a chance to be a star player and you know, certainly a starting player with a lot of uh, chances to be a contributor, uh, which he may or may not have been able to get uh, as much as he may have desired at Penn State. Remember, defensive line is actually one of Penn State's strengths. Uh, they tend to be a little bit deeper there, and I think that they develop talent pretty well there. Uh, I think it kind of gets overlooked sometimes, but if you look at the lineage of defensive linemen that Penn State has been turning out year in after year, uh, I think it's a pretty good situation. So uh, we'll wish Damian Barber the best of luck. Again, he will be eligible to play this upcoming season uh, as he's transferring from an FBS program to an FCS school. If he had transferred to another FBS program, he would have had to sit out a year, but because he's going down uh, a classification, he is immediately eligible uh, to play for the Governors. Did you know that they're the governors? You probably did because maybe you saw Damian Barber tweet this. So he actually threw in the hashtag go governor. So we'll wish him the best of luck as he continues his collegiate career and, of course, his college education with Austin P. I got to say, I'm not much of a car guy. So anytime it comes to trying to find the best way to fix my car or add something to my car, I'm pretty clueless. And I kind of rely on a lot of the experts in the stores. And sometimes I know that that's a mistake, but I do it anyway. Well, I'm not going to do it anymore because I'm going to rockauto.com, the best place to get me the parts that I need for my car as easily and hassle-free as possible. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. And best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com I got 
like the idea of going back and taking a look at some of the best plays in Penn State history. And this is something that I want to expand on in the future. But I just wanted to throw this out your way and see what you guys had to say, too. When I look back at some of the top plays throughout Penn State history, there's lots of key moments that I try to keep in mind. First of all, how important was it to the particular game? How special was that player? Uh, did it change the outcome of a season? You know, and I'm just going to throw a couple of the, the plays that really stand out in my mind. And a lot of them are more recent memories because uh, there have been some fantastic plays <laughs> that we've seen in uh, the current era of Penn State football. But I do want to go back in time and try to come up with a comprehensive list of the top five, top ten plays throughout Penn State history and really break them down a little bit into a deeper detail. We're not going to do that right now, but I wanted to throw out some of the top plays that came to my mind as soon as I came up with this idea. Not surprisingly, Saquon Barkley is one of the featured players for a couple of the top plays that I threw out in my mind. Now, I'm going to limit how many Saquon Barkley plays I mentioned because, you know, quite honestly, I could just do a whole segment on the top five, top ten Saquon Barkley plays. But when I think of Saquon Barkley, the first thing I think of is his hurdle against Iowa in Iowa City a couple years back where he not only hurdles a player, one of the top players that Iowa had, but he also finds a way to just keep his balance and continue to pick up yardage after he lands on his feet. A lot of times when you see a player hurdle a player, you don't see that guy continue running. Saquon Barkley did that. It was hard to get him down, and he had a monster of a night in that game against Iowa. That's probably one of the single best performances we've seen out of a one single Penn State player in quite some time and you know to throw in the exhibition of his athleticism the way that he did against Iowa that is just uh, truly remarkable now of course Penn State won that game it's one of the more famous games of the James Franklin era and the other play that I think of at the end of that game was the Trace McSorley walk-off touchdown pass in the final second of the game as the clock was expiring on fourth down again key moment and it really not necessarily save the season because Penn State didn't go on to play for the Big Ten Championship or spot in the college football playoff, but the fact that they were able to go on the road and come up with a, a walk-off victory, you don't see that very often, at least in Penn State history. Uh, we've talked about this before. It's the only one I can remember. <laughs> Aside from an overtime game, but you know, I think uh, you know, to be able to win a game literally on the final play of regulation that way that they did that night in Iowa, that is truly remarkable. So that game offered two of the top five plays I would think of uh, certainly in the last 10 years of Penn State football. And again, I, I'm not married to this list just yet, but I think uh, when I think about these plays, those are a couple of the ones that come straight to my mind. Let me go back to Saquon Barkley, though, because I'm going to mention his Rose Bowl run against USC, uh, a remarkable run. If you break it down frame by frame, you see how many times he was surrounded by USC players and you managed to get away from him. Uh, and that was the point of the game where Penn State really turned the game in their favor by scoring on, I think, three consecutive plays, offensive plays. Uh, that was truly something, too. But, you know, obviously, if I'm going to mention Rose Bowl touchdown runs, i got to mention Kajana Carter, Kajana Carter, excuse me, Kajana Carter and his uh, first carry from snap uh, in the 1995 Rose Bowl against Oregon. Uh, where he just takes off. And my favorite part of that play is the way that it was covered on TV, where they go to the straight-on head-first view of Kajana Carter as he's running down the field. It's just a really cool visual. Uh, the fact that they knew that nobody was going to touch him. There was no interrupting Kajana Carter scoring a touchdown on that play. And it certainly gets the game off on the right foot for Penn State, which had a remarkable 1994 season, which we will have to go back and uh, break that one down see game by game because that season is just uh, – 
truly special in Penn State history. I'm going to go a few years after that uh, 1995 Rose Bowl. Let's go to that 1999 Miami game. One of the greatest games, I think, in Penn State's Big Ten history, for sure, even though this is a non-conference game. Their road game at Miami in 1999 is uh, one of the highlights, I think, in non-conference play, for sure. But the fact that they were able to go on Miami to on the road to Miami and play a really good Miami team, you know, not necessarily the, the Miami world beaters that they would become known uh, just in a short period of time after this game. But, you know, Miami was on the rise and going on the road and winning at Miami was huge. But, of course, if you're talking about that game, you know where I'm going with this. No flags, no flags, no flags. Kevin Thompson, the Shafi Fields in the last two minutes to give Penn State the lead. 79-yard touchdown run, or I'm sorry, touchdown pass. And that really... Uh, was the highlight probably of that 1999 season. I will mention the LeVar Leap because it's uh, mandatory that if you're talking top plays in Penn State history that you mentioned LeVar Arrington and his leap against Illinois. Perfectly timed, well executed, jumping over the pile. You know it. You've seen it a hundred times. Uh, I will also mention Tom Bahali's sack of Troy Smith in the 2005 Ohio State game which obviously sealed the victory for Penn State. A big statement opportunity game for the Nittany Lions. And the fact that he not only sacks Troy Smith, who would eventually go on to win a Heisman Trophy the following season, uh, obviously sends Troy Smith uh, feet overhead, I guess is the way that it, I would describe it. He basically, he's doing a handstand after he gets walloped by Tom Bahali, loses the ball in the fumble. Uh, Penn State recovers and locks down the big major victory for Penn State in that 2005 season, which sent them on to a Big Ten title. And, of course, they didn't play in the Rose Bowl that year, but they played in the Orange Bowl. Rose Bowl was being used for the BCS National Championship game between USC and Texas. But still one of the iconic moments, uh, certainly in Penn State's Big Ten history. And I'm going to go back earlier into that 19, I'm sorry, 2005 season. Michael Robinson, you know that the run he had against Minnesota where he just bulldozed over a defender who uh, tried to tackle Michael Robinson along the sideline. Michael Robinson was having nothing of it. He basically just stood firm, took the hit, and actually delivered a bigger hit by sending the Minnesota player down to the ground. Don't think he was seriously injured or anything like that, but that was a statement play for a season that was going to be all about making a statement. And Michael Robinson was certainly the guy to deliver that hit. And uh, I, I would love to go back and talk about that play of Michael Robinson someday. Maybe we, we can arrange that for the podcast. That'd be awesome if we can figure that one out. But those are some of the plays that come to my mind. And I want to know what are some of the top plays that come to your mind. I know I mentioned uh, more recent memories, but and, and I know some of the top plays you're going to mention. I know Bikisophilus against Miami, you know, the touchdown pass against uh, Georgia in that first national championship game. There are no wrong answers here. I want to hear from you guys. What are some of your top plays in Penn State history? You know, offense, defense, doesn't matter how far back you want to go either. And if you can find a highlight of it on YouTube, share that with us as well, because we're going to start putting these together and put together our list of the top plays in Penn State history. Maybe we'll do all-time history. Maybe we'll do just Big Ten history. But uh, the, yeah, there are no wrong answers. So I want to start hearing what your, some of your favorite plays are. And uh, we would love to be able to include that moving forward in this project. But those are some of my top plays. Obviously, Saquon Barkley is a big <laughs> leading role character in this discussion. But I would imagine there are a number of other plays that you would love to be able to go back and uh, reminisce about on the podcast moving forward. Before we go any further, let me tell you guys about Built Bar. Now, you guys have heard me talk about this time and time again. These are 
protein bars that taste like a candy bar, but they also have these powder mixtures that you can put in your water too. I had a pina colada one today at work and it was perfect. Of course, I will also still recommend checking out their selection of protein bars. I'm telling you, if you are looking for a protein bar that actually tastes good and does get the job in filling you up until you get to your lunch break or maybe a chance to go home, these are a great way to do so. And they've got a variety of flavors to choose from, and they've got peanut flavors, they've got nut flavors, they have non-nut flavors, so there's something for everybody. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get $10 off your first order. Again, use the promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. As we like to do every time we have a new batch of odds to look at, and again, even if things aren't changing a whole lot, we do like to bring it into the discussion to see just what the sports books are thinking about Penn State for the upcoming season. Now, today we're taking a look at the latest national championship odds that were put out by the Westgate Superbook the, uh, just the other day. And Penn State, of course, is still in the top 10. They're actually tied for the 10th spot on the board with the uh, Texas Longhorns and the Oregon Ducks and Notre Dame. So consider that they're in the top 10, but they've got the same odds as a couple other teams, which who knows? Maybe they even have to get by. Who knows? But uh, Penn State is currently listed at 30 to 1 odds to win the national championship, according to the Westgate Superbook. And of course, that's no real surprise here. I think it's a pretty decent representation of what the sports books are thinking about Penn State going into the upcoming season. It's sort of around the same kind of uh, spot that you'll see some of the, the other uh, sports books that will periodically be updated. And again, the, these sports books do like to update itself a little bit throughout the offseason, you know, certainly starting right after the last national championship game and then you know, after spring uh, football, which of course we didn't have this year, and heading into the summer before the conference media days and all that good stuff. So again, we're not really getting all the normal stuff that we have in a typical college football season, but the sports books are still being updated. So uh, Penn State's still in a pretty good mix here. They're certainly on the radar. I'll put it that way. Uh, so the uh, the favorite to win the national championship, according to the current or the latest odds from Westgate, are number one Clemson. No real surprise there, right? Eleven to four. Ohio State's also at eleven to four. So Ohio State's going to be a very difficult team once again uh, this upcoming season. We already knew that. You know, we've talked about this before. To be the best, you're going to have to get by Ohio State, and that's why that home game against Ohio State is going to be very important for Penn State because they can't really afford to lose that game. Uh, they, well, they probably can't afford to lose any other game, but if you, if you beat Ohio State, that puts you in a much better position to get to the ultimate goal. Uh, Alabama's got the third best odds at 5-1, to one, technically the second best odds, but you understand. Uh, so Alabama's at, what did I just say, 5-1, to one. Georgia's at 8-1, to one. Florida Gators at 12-1. to one. Uh, Florida's a, a trendy team right now. I don't think they're in the same category as Oklahoma or Ohio State or Clemson or Alabama. I don't know why I said Oklahoma. They could probably take Oklahoma. But, uh, you know, Florida's a team that is getting a lot of hype this offseason, I've noticed. And I'm sort of okay with that. I sort of understand it. But I do think that it's going to be difficult for Florida to win a national championship. But Florida at 12-1 to one seems a little optimistic to me. Uh, 16-1 odds for the Oklahoma Sooners. I figure you just kind of have to throw Oklahoma in there by default because they're still the best team in the Big 12 uh, until Texas can finally catch up to them. Uh, Oklahoma's going to be in a very favorable spot to at least make it to the college football playoff, and that is always, of course, going to increase your odds, you would think. And then, like I said, uh, rounding out the top 10, you have Notre Dame, Oregon, and Penn State and Texas all tied for the last spot with the best odds there. So, 
uh, you understand where Penn State is. They're on the radar. They're going to have to get a signature win against Ohio State, and they obviously cannot trip up anywhere else. Now, I talked about this on the Locked On Big Ten podcast last week, which game that Penn State can't afford to lose. I think it's the road game at Michigan because if the if they lose that game at Michigan, that makes things a lot more difficult to get into the Big Ten title and, of course, the college football playoff. It means they probably have to win the rest of the games, including that Ohio State game. But if they win on the road at Michigan and they can avoid a road upset loss in non-conference play against Virginia Tech, get that home win against Ohio State, is there really much else that's going to be standing in the way for Penn State? We'll see. But I do think that it's going to be a very optimistic season uh, going into the new year for Penn State. And I've thought that all along. I've, I thought that this was going to be a Penn State team that's going to be in position to start the season pretty well on the radar, probably need some help along the way, and obviously take care of their own business. But I do think that Penn State's in a very good spot going into the new season. Now, we don't know what's going to happen in the college football season, but we do know that the Sony PlayStation 5 is coming. And I'm actually recording this episode as I'm watching the Sony live stream revealing all the new games that are coming out for the PlayStation 5. And just to round out this episode off topic, I got to say, I thought it was hilarious that they opened up their live reveal stream for the PlayStation 5 by announcing that Grand Theft Auto 5 was going to be available on the system. If you follow video games at all, you know that Grand Theft Auto 5 certainly is a part of a major franchise, but I think it started on the PlayStation 3. It's been ported to the PlayStation 4, and now it's going to be on the PlayStation 5. I just thought it was pretty funny that they kicked off the live stream by saying that, hey, this game that you've been playing for how many years now? It's going to be on the PlayStation 5. <laughs> I sort of kind of expected that that would be the case because Grand Theft Auto 5 is everywhere. I'm surprised it's not on the Nintendo Switch yet. Maybe it should be, but that's another story for another day. Uh, but, of course, the big thing that blew my mind was the look at the new Spider-Man game, Spider-Man Miles Morales. I never played the Spider-Man game on the PlayStation 4. I'm very curious to see if this Miles Morales game is going to be on the PlayStation 4 too because if not, I think a lot of people are going to be buying a PlayStation 5 just to play the Spider-Man game because the Spider-Man game on the PlayStation 4 was very well received. Uh, received a lot of recommendations for one of the best games of the year. And I think it's very wise to bring another Spider-Man game and really showcase that for your holiday 2020, uh, which is what they announced. Uh, supposing that there aren't any other delays in the works. Uh, I know this whole pandemic has really thrown a curveball at a lot of the stuff that's been going on in the video game industry and as well as any uh, many other industries. But I do think that uh, Sony PlayStation 5 looks like it's going to have a pretty good lineup. They got a gr new Gran Turismo, like I said, Grand Theft Auto 5, uh, and of course, a new Spider-Man game, and a couple other originals in the works. And again, I'm recording this as the live stream is going, so I may have missed a couple things uh, since the uh, recording was ended, but gotta say playstation 5 looks pretty good looks pretty good i just wish that it was backwards compatible with everything uh because that would be awesome but i don't know if we're ever really going to see that uh that's shame because i still wish that you could play playstation 3 games on a playstation 4 i just feel like you should be able to do that i understand hardware wise it's not really the same kind of setup uh, which makes it difficult but hey whatever one can dream and we'll see what happens but let me know uh are you hyped for the playstation 5 are you going to be saving up your pennies right now so you can make sure you get one whenever this is released i'm looking forward to it i don't know if i'll be getting a playstation 5 anytime soon i'm not quite uh right in that frame where i need to get anything as soon as it comes out the only reason we ever got a playstation 3 in the first place 
was just so we had a Blu-ray player. <laughs> and that's basically what it was used for for a long time. Uh, PlayStation 4 is sort of like that. It's just kind of sitting there right now. It's really used more as a streaming box in, in our house. We're much more of a Nintendo family right now, uh, a Nintendo household. But that's just me. I've always been a Nintendo guy. Let me know if you guys have any thoughts about this. Uh, feel free to share them with us as well at Locked on Nitty. But speaking of video games, I do want to say uh, keep your eyes out because uh, sometime Saturday night, maybe even late night, I'm probably going to be doing a live stream on our Twitch channel. Uh, we're going to do some test uh, settings, uh, make sure everything is in sync. We've got it. We have everything pretty much laid out behind the scenes it's just a matter of now going live making sure everything is working and then we are going to make that a part of the regular routine and maybe we'll even record a podcast live through a twitch stream and bring you guys into the conversation that way as well so it's all kind of an experiment i want you guys to be on the lookout for it if you're interested in kind of helping us with some of the feedback that would be fantastic the twitch channel is live at twitch.tv slash locked on i will have a chance to update the way that that channel looks so it doesn't look like anything special right now but that will be changing very soon but you can't go ahead and follow the channel now. And if you want to put, turn on your notifications to know that when we do go live, uh, hey, you're more than free to do that. Uh, so that's an option there for you. Uh, but again, we will make sure that uh, people following along on Twitter and on Facebook, they're aware of when we're going live on our Twitch channel. We'll put out the, the link when we do go live. And again, we will just be doing some test streams just to make sure everything is set. Uh, they won't be very long. We'll probably just test a couple things and try different things, see what we can and cannot do on, on my personal setup. But I'm looking forward to it because I do want to make that uh, something that we can use to fill some of the time as well. And maybe share some video with you in that form. So I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully you guys are as well. And that's going to do it for this episode and this week on the Locked On Nittany Alliance podcast. I thank you guys so much for listening to this episode and all previous episodes. If you've ever missed an episode, you can always go back in the archive and listen to those as well. I am going to get back to sharing some of these clips on YouTube and try to keep that a little bit more regularly updated. But the best way to make sure you never miss anything is to subscribe to the podcast on whatever your favorite podcasting app is, whether it's iTunes or Spotify, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, or on Overcast, Himalaya, whatever you use to listen to podcasts, we're on there. And you can just go ahead and subscribe. You can leave a rating, leave a review, let us know how we're doing. And it does help with the promotion of this show across those platforms. So we really appreciate any support you can lend us. And of course, we always want you to be connected with us socially by connecting with us on Twitter. Uh, we're on Twitter at LockedOnNittany. Go ahead and like our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany. And we also have the Instagram account, Instagram.com slash LockedOnNittany. We'll be throwing up some uh, new content on the Instagram account very soon as well. So a lot of things still working on behind the scenes, getting ready to lead up to the start of the new football season. I'm looking forward to it. I think this is going to be a fun year, and I'm really looking forward to doing this podcast from the start of the season remember i took over and resurrected this podcast uh, after a month and a half had been played last season so i'm looking forward to going into the first full football season hosting this podcast and doing it with you guys i am kevin mcguire you can give me a follow on twitter at kevin on cfb you can check out my college football coverage over on athlonsports.com as well as on my Twitter account. I'm always posting the, the different links that I have out there. If you are an NFL fan, make sure you check out the Locked On NFL podcast. We also have the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. So always keeping an eye on some of the top players. I'm sure they're going to be talking about Michael Parsons at some point in the future if they have not already. So make sure if you're an NFL junkie, you get your NFL fix by listening to Locked On NFL and Locked On NFL Draft right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. 
And with that, I wish you guys a great Friday. Have a fantastic weekend. We'll be back next week talking some more Penn State football, getting ready for some more off-season coverage. Until then, I'll talk to you later. Thank you.